Everybody, I am Mr. Mike, and you are listening to the game Attack AudioCast here on Juju2Cast.com. This is episode 476, and I am calling this episode E3 is no more. What a powerful opening, isn't it? Yes, yes, another sweet, delectable. Amazing podcast for gamers by a gamer. And if you heard in the background, I got a little kitty walking around here meowing and uh, trying to talk to me when I'm trying to do a podcast because she doesn't understand about podcasts. But I let her upstairs anyways because why not? (laughs) Might as well let the creature out of the cage, you know. Not that I keep her in a cage, but she does... uh, I do uh, have her live in the basement because she does some, uh, she's an old cat and she likes to puke all over the place um, sometimes and I just don't want her puking all over my stuff and my good carpets up here so I mostly keep her downstairs, you know, it's a nice basement, it's not like it's damp and wet and dungy, you know, she's got a lot of nice places to sleep and sit, food and everything's down there and stuff and it's a big basement and you know, get my awesome workout equipment if she wants to jack up a little bit. She's pretty she's pretty fit for um, an old cat. Usually they get either super fat or super skinny. She's like got a little bit of bulk and muscle onto her, so she's pretty good. But um, yeah, yeah, she's that kind of a cat. She's got to be a basement cat, but I, I let her upstairs uh, most of the time when I'm home and stuff, when she's on her uh, good good days and stuff and you know let her let her be herself throughout the house because uh why i don't keep her locked up in hell forever (laughs) oh there she is again so everybody enough talking about cats and stuff because that's not what this podcast is about this podcast is about video games video games playing video games all that about the news about video games Oh boy, there's a lot of video games talk today, and um, I don't even know what to start on. I think I should just start on, um, ah, let's see here, let's, let's start with the biggest thing. We'll start We'll start with some games news, well, how about that? We'll do some games news, then we'll talk about the games that I played in the past weeks, like Diablo 4, beta, I forgot to put beta on here, I should have said beta because people think i own diablo 4 and i don't own diablo 4 yet yet i would love to get my hands on diablo 4 but who knows i might i might wait on that a little bit depending on the situations uh but we're gonna be talking about it um the the chicken in the room uh the and i'm not talking about the microsoft versus sony versus the governments of the world going all crazy and stupid and stuff. No, I'm talking about E3 going uh, bye-bye. And I never thought this day was going to happen, but it, it seems really inevitable that E3 is uh, gone. 
And before I get into that, how about this? The Games News from the past week. Okay, so basically this whole thing here, E3, E3, E3. So more publishers have announced that they have backed out of E3, um, like Sega, Ubisoft, Tencent. Not that we really all care about Tencent that much because uh, it's our competitor it's it's the company that owns a little bit of every video game company out there which let's just say the chinese company tencent uh they do some games in china but they're mostly you know wanting to put purchase stake in companies but um basically sega ubisoft and tencent will be skipping e3 2023 this year uh, Ubisoft originally said, stated that they were going to attend um, E3 this year. And then for some weird coincidence, they said, no, we're not doing that anymore. But they are doing a press conference um, the day after uh, Microsoft's. So they're doing it on the, what, the 20th? Mm, I forget what day that is. Is it the 23rd, 24th? Or 20, why am I saying 23rd, 24th? The 13th 14th are they doing it on my birthday let me see here okay so gotta go to april may june so they're doing it okay so microsoft's gonna do it the 11th they're gonna do their press conference and stuff on the 11th because they'd always microsoft went from mondays and then they went to sundays for some weird reason doing press conferences and stuff like that so they're doing that on a Sunday at the 11th. So Ubisoft says, well, we're going to go the next day after them when we're going to host and do our own thing, our own uh, out of E3, but during E3 conference. And so Ubisoft's doing Monday the 12th, apparently, for uh, their streaming, whatever they got, showcase or whatever they got going on um, from Ubisoft. Uh, a lot of people are speculating maybe it's this um, Ubisoft Plus coming to Xbox. That's also some news, and I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later. But, yeah, E3, folks. Um, it's, I'm sad to say that it is eventually going to be on its way out. Because once you have every major publisher from Nintendo, Microsoft, you know, Microsoft, Xbox, Sony, Ubisoft, you had, you know, a long time ago, you had other people like Activision Blizzard, EA doesn't go to E3 anymore. When all these big giant companies of industry decide they don't want to waste money and spend millions of dollars on booths and go fly all the way to California to go to a place where they're trying to present games and stuff and put on a show... Uh, that says something, and I, and I, and there's a lot of problems go happening right now, especially in California. You know, I don't blame them for not wanting to go to that shit state, shit state anymore. Um, <laughs> I got my personal reasons, and I had never been to California. And I don't think I ever will. I don't. I don't ever. I don't, I don't ever have, care about ever going to California. I don't give a shit whatsoever the people that still stick around there are uh 
they got issues mostly or else they're stuck in the industry an old industry where they can't get out of or something i don't know but um yeah for so you know e3 has been around for a while you know i remember you know going home watching e3 late later in life because you know by the time I got good channels like G4 back when it was like tech TV back in the day and then I went to G4 and stuff, it was a network for gamers and tech heads and all that stuff. Then it went into more pop culture and gaming and stuff and then it finally went away and then they tried to bring it back again if you didn't know and then it went away again because <laughs> nobody, I guess they didn't put enough effort into it or whatnot. I don't know. I was kind of interested in the new e, um, G4, but eh, that's a thing of the past. But anywho, I used to watch the E3 press conferences and the big E3, and it was super big. This is at the time when broadband was still at its infancy um, around households and stuff, and the internet was still mostly dial-up and DSL all around the country. Now, trust trust me, I remember the days of dial-up. And early broadband, you know, woo! <laughs> I was happy when I finally got a cable modem. <laughs> Let's just say I had to put matters into my own hands uh, back in the day because uh, my mom wasn't gonna. She didn't want to do it, so I did it. I said, "Mom," because uh, I was still living with her past high school and I had a job. I'm like, "Mom." I want some good internet. I'm sick of this dial-up bullshit. I'm sick of me trying to go on internet and you going on the phone and going, Michael, get off the phone or get off the internet. I'm trying to use the phone. And I'm like, shit, I can't even download anything. Can't play games online. I can't chat with friends on here. Got to get some broadband. Then I got cable modem. Everything was a little bit better. Boy, did I not know what was coming around that corner. So in the infancy... You know, watching stuff on satellite and TV and stuff like that, watching it, a thing about video games, something that I, you know, grew to love over the years more and more and more and more and got obsessed with more and more and more, um, you know, because when I was younger, I didn't, you know, care about video games as much because I was poor, 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 so I couldn't afford video games back when I was poor. I, you know, I had a Nintendo and hand me down sega genesis and super nintendos and stuff but i never had a new console until like the xbox 360 and stuff came around oh actually ps2 sorry ps2 then 360 i bought myself and um wii and stuff like that and that's when my history of going back into gaming uh became a big front but all in all E3 was something that I enjoyed as a young person, and I'm like, I watched it at friends' houses before I even had channels to do that, or, you know, a TV, sit, you know, a satellite or something to watch the channel to watch E3. Um, like I said, back when E3 was always shown on tech TV and stuff, that was the channel to watch E3. That's what made tech TV and G4 very popular, because it was all about gaming industry and a lot of gamers and people like me watched it so over that time you know i grew up watching that then podcasts and listen to podcasts and people streaming slowly on interweb about video games and stuff and then uh 
Then you've got fiber internet coming everywhere, faster internet, more internet, and then, you know, eventually you knew it, we became in the digital age, the more so digital age where everything's connected everywhere. It doesn't matter if you're on fiber or Wi-Fi, you're getting some fast signals or you're getting it from G5 um, uh, phone signals and stuff or 5G, sorry, 5G signals and stuff now. And things have changed. It's easier to publish videos online. It's easier to stream videos online. Go figure that I stream every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash gg2cast. And it just became a lot easier for big companies and small people and big companies to put out their messages, show some great shit, control the messages and everything and um save a bit of money probably doing so or a lot more money than they would than going down to a place to buy purchase these so-called booths pay to rent them pay to put put stuff in there and build stuff in these booths to make them look really wow and stuff and it cost these companies millions and millions of dollars when they didn't have to do that and over time, people like, you know, Activision Blizzard, EA, you know, dropped off slowly but surely. Then you had other companies, and then you had Nintendo. That was one of the biggest ones that dropped off, in my opinion. And then they started doing their uh, Nintendo Directs during E3s and stuff, and they slowly were heading away from E3, even though they were there presence to you know have their booths and stuff for people to go to they never did any more presentations over at e3 um then sony eventually uh bowed out and they started doing their version of like the directs and stuff and then um microsoft even though they said they were a part of e3 and they were always saying oh we believe in e3 we believe in this industry and everybody coming together for this place even they decided, well, we own this theater across the street from the Staples Center, and uh, if we're paying for this big theater, this big, beautiful, nice theater, why are we paying millions of dollars across the street to rent booth space and stuff and do that if we can do it in our own building across the street? And then we could still say we're a part of E3, but we're on the side here. And then eventually, as of this year, Microsoft's like, nah. We're not going to be a part of E3 either because we could do our own thing during the time that would be E3 time. And um, that's where we are now, folks. Everybody decided, hmm, why are we spending millions of dollars on this per- this this gathering here? Why are we getting giving the ESA all this extra money that they're you know trying to take away from us and try and want us to do these? put on these presentations to not only private industry but the public now and um maybe we just don't want to do the conventions maybe we're trying to be in a a saving state right now where we're trying to save our little our big bags of money for down the road just in case of uh this recessions and other stuff happen and maybe we want to put it back into our businesses and games and shareholders and all that and I think that's what they're doing. And they're like, well, why do we have to go here if we can do all this digitally ourselves with our in-house teams of people for a lot less money? That's just the smart thing to do. And I have, even though 
I loved the presentation, the show that was E3, and I'm sorry about this cat, but I'm going to have to kick her out. Hold on one second, folks. I got to kick out this cat. This is an unprecedented thing. Hold on. I'm doing this live right here as I'm recording. Hey, where are you, cat? I got the cat right here. Hold on. Say, say hello to the people on the podcast. You got something to say? Christine? Huh? Huh? You were full of meows before. You got something to say about E3? What do you think about E3, Christine? Huh? What do you got? What do you got to say about E3, huh? Speak to the mic. Don't be bashful. Anything to say? No? You think E3's gone too? Hmm? Hmm? Okay, you're going out of my office. She's got nothing to say, folks. <laughs> okay, let me get out. Let <laughs> me get out. Very well. Okay, bye-bye. Oh, what a podcast. All right. <laughs> this is going to be a great one. <laughs> uh, sorry about that, folks. You know, I had to I had to kick her out. I, I tried to leave the door open so she could go on her little chair, her nice chair I got here next to my uh, desk where she can lay there and fall asleep listening to my soothing voice. But she decided she wanted to meow and walk around my office like she didn't know what she was doing. And she was just walking around, walking around my desk, walking around me, going meow, meow, meow. And I'm like, yeah, I know you want attention, but uh, I'm doing a podcast here, cat. <laughs> oh, animals, they think they own you, but trust me, they don't. So anyways, then you got stuff like Jeff Keeley doing their play days and stuff around E3 where he'd be like, hey, we're going to we're going to do our own um, my own Jeff Keeley um, summer fest thing or whatever he calls it now. And, you know, he he's been a part of the industry for a while, you know, reporting on it and doing presentations and stuff. And he's a very big, big name in the game industry doing uh you know presentations and all that and being a journalist of sorts of all this stuff and um he you know he helped these companies do their own days help them lock in good days to stream and stuff you know he did a lot of stuff for companies so why would anybody need e3 anymore and he used to be a part of e3 before he he left them behind because he knew the esa and them were all screwing things up even though the esa isn't a government organization i would have to say they are lobbyists for uh to go up against the government if the government tries to act all stupid and stuff and try to ban stuff and all that but um otherwise you know it was just a slippery slope and it's a sad thing because like i said i grew up in the earlier days of e3 and watching the Boof Babes, yes, yes, teen adolescence, watching Boof Babes really brings it home in the stamina, and it really does sell video games, you know, after they got rid of them and got rid of some other stuff, uh, you know, and then, like I said, everybody slowly was starting to drop out. I never thought Ether would go away. I thought it would be a, a stable part of our economy or our our world of gamers and that it would be going on for an an entirety entirety because it's just where people and publishers and industry would go to 
show off their their wares and stuff, show them off to other people in the industry and people that buy the merchandise and sell it to other people like GameStop and, you know, Best Buys and Walmarts and stuff and all that and Amazons and stuff. And then, you know, they would all, you know, get together, talk, shop, have some fun, celebrate the games industry, and then they would all go home after a week and, um... You know, eventually, you know, like I said, the ESA wanted the public to eventually get in there so they could get some extra cash because, you know, the ESA wants that extra moolah, which they thought, well, PAX does it, you know, Gamescom does it, and everybody else does it. Well, how come we can't do that? And then, you know, their lack of putting on presentations and their greed just uh, basically broke, broke, broke the back of you know, all these publishers and stuff. And the publishers are like, you know what, ESA, you, you dropped this on us right away. We tried doing it once. It was a hassle. You pandemic happened. And now you want us to come back and do it some more. And we're busy trying to make games here for, to make, to survive and pay our bills and survive the industry and stuff and sell it to our consumers that want our games and we just don't have the time or the patience to anymore to be making these big games and going off and presenting them at this in, this thing where it's going to cost our business millions of dollars to showcase our games. And I understand. It's all business. It's all business. The gaming industry is a multi-billion dollar business selling 60 now $70 games that I hate to say, and um, well, that's not including collector's editions, which could be hundreds of dollars, and um, they're just tired of the ESA's, the ESA's bullcrap, or bullshit, whatever you want to say, bullcrap or bullshit, and they know they can do it better themselves, and they know they can put out the message. They got still all these websites that'll still promote their stuff and show off their videos i'm talking about it right now so i'm kind of promoting i promote stuff for them they got ign and all the big names out there in journalism to talk about their wares and why do they need the esa again why do they need e3 and this is where i go and i say well i guess e3 is going to be dead this was the, the straw that broke that camel's back as they would say and uh it's sad to say but the the show that we knew was E3 is gone. It's dead. It is dead. If there was a miracle to bring it all back together, I would say okay. But I, as of now, seeing people like Sega and the last couple of holdouts come out, go away. Because when you got all the big three not coming, why do all the other people want to come? You know. So I think E3 is going to be dead. It's not that it is dead it is dead in its in the show but we will still have presentations from these people when they have games to show us or they want to show us their their directs or something or their their presentations you know microsoft's still going to do their double super long and awesome uh games presentation on sunday june 11th where they do their xbox bethesda showcase as they're still calling it and then they're going to do um a whole um i think uh, did they say an hour or it was going to be after it i forget how long it was going to be they're going to do a whole starfield presentation after that 
So that's going to be interesting. And then, like I said, on Monday, Ubisoft's going to do something. And then maybe Tuesday, somebody else will do something. Maybe it'll be um, Microsoft or Nintendo or something. Or not. I don't know. Maybe Sony will do something. I don't know. EA, maybe. I don't know. We'll have to find out. That's the problem because that's that's the biggest problem for somebody like me that started to do an E3 podcast. And I thought it was going to be awesome to do it every year. And then I find out that they're all doing splitting up all, out of E3. And then they're all doing their own presentations at way different times and you don't know until they are ready to do them like a week or so and it's like so i understand i understand everybody wants to get their messaging out i understand it's a business i have no hard feelings for anybody um except for the esa and their lack of uh commitment and um the way of their lack of trying to get a show and try to get relevance um relevance of this show going forward that completely uh screwed up i think it was just because of their internal greed that has to be and um now now e3's dead and gone i i don't i don't foresee it coming back if they still want to keep it alive because they still said it's still going on, I don't think they're going to cancel it because, you know, they're still doing their whole thing over at the Staples Center and whatnot. But are they going to do it next year? Or if not, are they going to do it somewhat different? Ah. And if it's not going to be dead and gone, what is it going to be after the fact? You know what I mean? Uh, it, it is really uh, a time. It's really a time. I, you know, from before to now, it is really a different time in the games industry when it comes to presenting stuff and the industry showing off games as a whole and stuff. It's just, whoo, <laughs> it's remarkable. But E3 is dead, so RIP E3. 2023 sad to see you go but there's new beginnings there's bigger shows separated sure but bigger shows and maybe instead of me just sitting here for hours and like two three days in a row for hours and hours watching e3 during my vacation time because you know from June 11th, you know, that's a Sunday, and then, a, you know, Saturday, Sunday. I take off that week. I take off the week of E3. That That's when I always took off from my vacation, during E3 week, because I would always stay home and watch E3, because that's my thing. That would be my thing to do, is take off that week and watch E3 in the beginning of the week, and I'd waste a whole bunch of days just watching E3. Now, note... That's still going to happen in a way, but it's not going to be E3, and there's going to probably be some less days, or some days are going to be spread out way farther than other days, because like I said, I got Microsoft on Sundays still, so there's going to be plenty of hours of Microsoft on June 11th, then on Monday, supposedly Ubisoft's going to be going and doing their thing, so I'll have Monday's Ubisoft day or UB day. I don't know if there's going to be any other presentations that day, and I don't know about what goes on for the rest of the week, but 
Maybe I'll be outside more. Hmm. Yeah, outside. Doing some stuff. Relaxing for once. Usually I do a lot of work. I probably will end up doing some work. <laughs> I always end up doing some projects or something. Uh, even during my vacation. Uh, but maybe I'll try to just chillax and relax more uh, this vacation. Maybe I should go get that massage I always wanted. I don't know. I'll have to wait and see, you know? It's just one of those things where you got to, you know, figure stuff out. Got to take it all in as you it comes and then just release and go, whoosha. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's a different industry now. It's a different time, you know. Game price has gone up. Games being made has gone down a little bit for now. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, there's still a lot of games being made. I'm like, yeah, but they're the same games or they're games that I'm never interested in. It's all these weird, I shouldn't say weird because I play a lot of weird games, but a lot of games that I would just never play. Or I would play them, but, you know, most of the time they're multiplayer games or they're, just games that I just would have to have somebody else to play with. And then I don't. I'm the only person that could play games, you know. My one friend that plays games that I did gaming with and talked about gaming with, he's in his own little world now in his own little house, and I don't even see or talk to him really anymore. He likes to be in his own little world, and I just leave him to it. Because, you know what, life, you got to move on. Just like E3, we got to move on from E3. So we got other news here. So I'm going to keep on doing the news and stuff. We're going to go through all this news talk. Um, I shouldn't take too... I know I got a lot of stuff to talk about, but it shouldn't take too long, maybe. So uh, I can rush it up. And then we'll talk about the games that I played from the past weeks. I'll talk a little bit about the Diablo 4 beta, which is pretty cool. But um, this next news story, Like a Dragon 8 confirms if you ever played any of the Yakuza games, which are now being called Like a Dragon, because that's what they were basically originally called in Japan and stuff. But here, they used to be just called Yakuza, but now technically they're not Yakuza's anymore, so they're now called Like a Dragon. And this is going to be the eighth Like a Dragon or Yakuza 8 or Yakuza Like a Dragon 8 because I'm still going to keep calling them Yakuza because I'm crazy. Um, so basically, if you know the games very well, you know the character Goro Majima. He's a badass, awesome character. I, uh, I like him a lot. Him and Kiryu are like the top characters uh, of the franchise to me. Um, Ichiban, he's pretty cool too now. You know, I got, I got to love him. I got to like him a lot and love him and he's going to be an eight, of course. Um, but you know, eventually, you know, good things always come to an end and, you know, eventually, you know, characters, uh, go the wayside cause you know, they've been main characters for a long time throughout the storylines and then eventually they go away. And the one character that basically is going away is Gore Majima. But I guess he comes back for some appearances here and there. He's in like a Dragon Ishin is a plays another character, but it's basically Goromajima as a different character. And um, I don't know if he's going to be in that Kiryu one uh, that's coming up. That other Yakuza game uh, spinoff game that's going to be uh, Yakuza with Kiryu, whatever I forgot. It's like uh, what's it called? It's 
it's it's supposed to be the man who lost his name or something. I keep forgetting the name of that game. But it's supposed to be with Kiryu and what he did during the time where he basically planned his fake death and he pretended he was dead and stuff and he didn't want uh, Haruko, his his adopted daughter and all the people to know he was alive because it would bring bad and trouble to them and it would be you know a lot of bad things would happen so he pretended he was dead so there's going to be a game like that i hear that might be coming out this year and then this like a dragon eight is supposed to come out next year sometime and apparently goro majima is going to be in it they confirmed along with of course kiryu kuzuma kiryu of course bringing back our favorite protagonist, go figure. He, that guy just cannot die, and he's already taken back over a franchise where they're like, oh, no, this is Ichiban <laughs> game now. And then it's like, oh, no, we're bringing back Kiryu again because <laughs> you can never let that guy go down. Uh, but Goro, you know, he is a fan favorite. I love Majima. He's awesome. He's funny and crazy as hell. Definitely play the Yakuza games from Yakuza, you know, Yakuza Zero and Kiwami One and Two. Trust me, you'll you'll know how crazy he gets, and he just gets crazier throughout the games. Um, so apparently, in Yakuza Like a Dragon Eight, um, you know you're gonna get the same same characters that you did. They were all they're all gonna be returning uh, characters in the game. It's also gonna be still turn based. Uh, strategy game like before open worlds turn-based strategy game and um i we don't know what goro majima is gonna be up to in this game all we know he is gonna be in a limited so he's gonna be a limited character i guess in this game and that um He's going to be limited, but he's going to have purpose, I think, this time around. He's just not going to show up, not do anything. And, you know, so that's that's pretty much all I know for now. But he's confirmed to be in it. Um, What is the, what do they say? Confirm, reach the stream. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, let's see here. It starts with Yokohan's discussion, surprise. And Majima's popularity. No, it's a good feel. Uh, I'm just seeing. Uh, okay, he won't. They state he where he confirms he won't be playing a major role in the game's story. Um, Majima will not be part of the main cast, as according to the translation, because they were talking to the developers about this. Um, he was a late addition to the game. Um. He will have some reduced screen time. Yeah, it's the same thing that I talked about before, but he will be in it. People are happy about that. Um, I wonder what he's going to be doing. He's an older guy now, so you know I'm sure his craziness is, even though it's still there, it's been matured a bit, it's been lowered a bit. You know, he's not like the old, younger, crazier Majima of old. He's you know an older man now, so things go when you're an older man. <laughs> Uh, so that's that. 
Now back to the, our all favorite Microsoft versus Sony in a showdown to the gaming deck. Excuse me. I don't know what's going on here. What? what mm, to the gaming deck. Balls of steel. That's all I got there. Where, where is it? Where is it? There we go. Okay, that, that's it. That's all I got. I got no good music for this. Game over. Not game over. <laughs> Gaming has just begun, folks. No, but still, still ultimately, still, excuse me here. But um, yeah, uh, Microsoft versus Sony versus our the governments of old. Uh, a lot of big things have happened uh in the fewest weeks that we had um so the uk's you know united kingdom's competitions and markets authority has revealed that it has now less concern over the deal going through so basically they're basically saying microsoft has been doing more to lessen the issues that they had about you know all the mm, what would they say? The monopolization of Call of Duty and stuff. Um, and they talk about how the harm of competition and Microsoft made Call of Duty and Xbox exclusive has now been addressed and is no longer an issue. And that they're giving their blessing to let M- Microsoft go through with the purchase of Activision Blizzard. And this is also the case with other people as well. You know, there was other countries and people that I don't really give a care about that said the same thing, whole bunch of stuff. So basically, most of the people are saying, okay, it is a go. I don't know about our own government. Our government's a little crazy right now because we got some people that are against it, like our, um, I think it's FCC or not FCC, Federal Trade Commission. But then we got people like our senators our good old we're always in the know we're young buck senators here saying oh the real monopoly is sony and japan uh sony's monopoly on cool japanese games and stuff which you know these old fogies like this myth what's her name Cantwell. can't can't well mm, i can see that she can't well understand the games industry, okay, but she's speaking out for the, you know, why can't Microsoft and people get our hands on Japanese video games easily? Why can't Japanese video games be on the Xbox and stuff? You know, stuff like that. That's what she's talking about. Oh, Japan, Japan, Sony controls a monopoly of ninety-eight percent of the high-end gaming market in Japan. It is not right. When when it ain't right. That's all I'm hearing from these old fogey uh, senators in Congress. U.S. Congress members are accusing Sony of anti-competitive tactics against Mark Xbox in Japan, and they're saying it's go gets goes against our so-called anti like what is it our our digital wait U.S. Japan digital trade agreement trade practice that could violate the spirit of the U.S. digital japan digital trade agreement 
Oh, so apparently there's a U.S.-Japan digital trade agreement out there, folks, and I guess this could be against it. So it's like now they're turning the tables. Now they're going after Sony because you know what? Here's the thing. Companies should have been going after Sony before. Maybe not. Okay, I'm, I'm trying not to be on Sony's side right now. But yes, Sony does pay to get exclusives. So does Microsoft. So does a lot of people. But yes, I think Sony has the advantage because these are games coming from their home country. And I think a lot of these... Uh, you know, game publishers in that country, we can all say Square Enix, <laughs> Square Soft, <laughs> Square Enix, <laughs> the major one. Uh, they do get paid off to just have these games come on a Sony platform with a either timed or exclusive exclusive, especially a first. And a lot of these uh, Japanese video game publishers and stuff, don't see Microsoft as a place to really put many of their games on it. Now, we do get a lot of Japanese games. We got the Persona series, which is a beautiful series that I'm playing through right now. That I'm almost done with Persona 5 Royale. It's a beautiful game. And, you know, you got other games uh, that come out of there like Street Fighter. And um, I'm trying to think of the other games here. The Yakuza games. The Yakuza games, yeah, I was just talking about them. And a whole bunch of others, you know, weird, crazy uh, Japanese types games and stuff, and, you know. But, um, yeah, I, I agree that Sony does do an, very anti competitive tactics when it comes to, you know, keeping Microsoft, um, Microsoft from getting any exclusives from most companies or trying to get these games on other platforms because Sony says, hey, we're Sony. We are the games industry. We want these games to just come on our platform and because you're Japanese and we're Japanese and we got loyalty and we believe in loyalty, maybe we'll even kick back a little extra money to your cause if you just make it exclusive to our PlayStation platform. Hence why we don't ever see really anything Final Fantasy-ish on the Xbox because Sony has that all locked up. And when this deal now goes through, because now I don't see any real big hurdle in Microsoft's way of getting this uh, act, the Activision Blizzard deal going through now, except for our own government, other part of the government, the FTC, which I don't think they have very, they don't got much support and you never know. They might dissolve that whole issue uh, within our government as well. Um, you never know. And taxpayers say, Hey, stop spending all this, wasting all this time and money on a video game company. When you can go after bigger companies like phone companies, internet companies and cable companies and stuff, you know, the big, the big real monopolies, stuff like that. There's bigger problems. Why are you worrying about Microsoft, an American company, acquiring a company like this? Mm. But anywho, when Microsoft finally gets Activision Blizzard, that's when Sony's going to go all out. And a lot of people are in belief, and I'm one of them. I believe, and a lot of people are also believing that Sony is going to go right for Square Enix and purchase Square Enix and make them 
their little boobies for um, Sony so that we will never get a Kingdom Hearts ever again on a non-Sony platform unless if uh, Disney says, hey, you still want to use our Mickey characters and stuff, right? In your Kingdom Hearts games? Well, you're going to have to put that game out on other platforms. And I think Disney still owns like half of the Kingdom Hearts franchise, right? In name and all that as well. So maybe that will that game will still come out on multi-platform, but you'll never see a Final Fantasy again coming out on Xbox. You'll never see uh, what else did they do? I don't know. They they didn't do quite much as I could think. They already sold Hitman out out of there and a few other uh, companies, but um, yeah, I think Sony's going to go for Square Square Enix. I think they're going to buy them. I think they're they they can afford to buy them and only them. No way they're going to ever buy a Take Two or EA or anybody. They're just too much money. Look at the look at this sixty eight billion dollars for Activision Blizzard. Microsoft can afford that. That's pocket change to them. They're a multi trillion dollar company. So what is a few billion here when they're going to get their money back in spades from getting all these great games just like Diablo Four? which I hope this is why I want this deal to go through so I can get stuff like Diablo four and game pass and save me a bunch more money. That's my whole plan. Especially if I could get Diablo four on PC game pass. Ooh, cause I got game pass ultimate subscription. That'd be awesome, but we're still going to wait. We're going to still find out. Um, you know, even Bobby Kodak, not that anybody should like that guy. He's a piece of shit. Even he, he was uh, sending a letter to his inside his company and out to you know everybody else around the world, stating that um, he, the people that had concerns about this council competition and competitive com- competition and starting to better indus- understand the industry and that um microsoft is in the right sony is being bad bad and uh they're trying to throw all this this stuff about how microsoft's gonna fuck them over over time and stuff and uh sony just doesn't want them to own activision blizzard and stuff you know because he wants to see his golden parachute i've talked about many times before so but you know it's funny that he put this letter out to his employees and the company and then everybody else in the world because I don't think too many people like him in the company. They just stick around because they're still getting paid to do stuff. So um, and apparently he says, this is obviously disappointing behavior from a partner of almost 30 years. So apparently he's like, I'm disappointed in you, Sony. You've been a great partner for with us for almost 30 years and... Now you're trying to pull this bullshit and, uh, you know, I don't like it because I want my golden parachute. I want to get out of here. (laughs) Sure, I can stay and all and keep running the company and all, but I'd rather get out and get some extra money and maybe I can retire or something or do something else because I'll be a super rich man and you guys are trying to fuck me over on my money. You know, that's all he's caring about. That's what he truly cares about. He doesn't care about his company. He doesn't care about anybody else. He cares about his money. The money. That's all he cares about is the money. You know, it's his company and uh, that's what he cares about, the money. All about the money. All about the money, honey. Um, 
So, so basically, you know, Sony is getting bitch slapped all over the place. You know, even the, like I said, the UK agreed, the EU I think agreed too. We, I, I, I didn't hear the exact uh, words. I heard that they agreed, and then something happened, and there was like. They put out a hold or whatever. I don't know what's going on with that. But also, Japan has also agreed to the deal as well. The Japan's competition regulator re- regulations board approves Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal. So that's a big domino right there. So Japan's Fair Trade Commission, the F, the JFTC, has approved Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard, which is funny that. In order for Microsoft to purchase a company, all these governments have to get involved with all this bullshit. Isn't that weird? Because I know it's a Activision Blizzard is a multi, you know, country co- company because they got their stuff in many countries and they sell. So it's weird. It's an international kind of thing going on here. But um, anywho, I was surprised that Japan said it, they approved. Maybe not. Maybe I shouldn't be a, maybe so uh, skeptical, but this is Japan we're talking about. This is, uh, I guess, Sony. I don't know. I thought Sony was super buddy-buddy with them. I thought they'd be all for Sony's thing. But maybe they're just smart. Maybe they're just like, hmm, yeah, we don't think Microsoft's going to fuck. I mean, even if they do, it's not going to fuck us over. You know, Sony will have to try harder and get some more games or whatever. You know, Nintendo ain't complaining. What? Nintendo ain't complaining. They even signed a special deal so they can do stuff with them. Anyways, not that they care about the 10-year deal. But I'm sure Nintendo will love the extra games and support on their system. But they're not complaining. So Sony shouldn't complain either. That's why I'm guessing Japan's uh, leadership really wants maybe they just don't care so much at all that they're just like here just pass it through we got bigger fish to fry or maybe they just are smart and they understand because you know japan japan is a culture they're way more advanced and ahead of us than we are here in the united states because we're a bunch of lazy fat slog slogs that um that haven't done anything uh worthwhile for a long time and all our people and government are too too old and stupid to understand anything about these companies and stuff especially in the gaming industry so yeah there's that so everybody i i hope you can't wait to get world of warcraft on your uh game pass subscription service i know i can't wait (laughs) um but it's a big thing uh, you know, that's a big domino, like I said, and like other people are saying, having Japan say it's okay for Microsoft to purchase Activision Blizzard, that's like a nail in the coffin for Sony. That is a big blow. Their own com- country says it's okay. If they say it's okay, China says it's okay. I think China said it was okay, if people even care about China. The UK, which was a big no-no they were the ones going, no, we can't have this. We think it's not okay. After they said it was okay, who gives a shit about America and the FTC or anything? Who gives a flying fuck about them? <laughs> They're going to get squashed under Microsoft's boot in no time. So, hey, I think this deal is going to definitely 100% go through. I Everybody would be in big total shock if the freaking um, – 
the deal didn't go through, we would all be like, that's what we'd be all like. We'd be all like, oh shit, it didn't go through. I think it's going to go through. And it. I bet behind the scenes, I bet Microsoft and Bobby Kodak and his lawyers and Activision Blizzard and the chair people over there and Microsoft's people, I think they're all behind the scenes working very hard to try to get this deal to go through faster than ever. So by the time the deal is done for June, Microsoft could add to a bigger presentation and he can have Activision Blizzard join in as a big thing. Maybe they're even working behind the scenes to try to get some of these games and stuff ready for uh, Game Pass and stuff like that. I wouldn't doubt it. Maybe even... um, Diablo 4, maybe, because I'm sure Microsoft would love to have Diablo 4 on Game Pass and PC Game Pass right away. I know I would. I know I know people, Rod Ferguson said, no, there's no plans to do it, but that's because he can't say anything yet because the deal hasn't gone through. But once that deal goes through, I bet you we will see Diablo 4 on Game Pass and PC Game Pass like day one if that happens before that. Well, maybe not. Diablo, because when's that coming out? <laughs> when is Diablo 4 coming out? Wow, I'm stupid. Hold on. Diablo 4 release date. Okay, here we go. Sorry, folks. Uh, uh, okay, talk about betas, this, that. Okay, what's your freaking release date? I'm just asking for a release date. Why? What? Hmm. Wow. Uh, hold on. Wow. This not giving me the answer I want. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Maybe I got to go to a different search engine. Diablo for release day. Here we go. Let's see. June 6th. Okay. So, okay. June 6th. Uh, so it should be out before that. So, okay. I don't know why. Oh, Bing. I, I like Bing a lot, but sometimes Google still beats Bing by a lot when it comes to like, oh, what's a release date for this and that? Bing gives me all this other stuff like beta dates and this and that and that and this. But all I wanted was release date. I even put it into the search. Diablo 4 release date and Bing couldn't do that. But Google did. This is why I still use the evil Google sometimes because they can do it sometimes. Come on, Microsoft. Come on, Microsoft. Get your Bing up and working. What the hell is with this? You got the smart Bing chat here. AI, do you think it would learn how to give me a release date for crying out loud? <laughs> Anywho, it's coming out June 6th, apparently, uh, Diablo 4. So the deal could be made and done before then. And if that's true, I would love to see Diablo 4 on counts, well, on Game Pass for both Xbox and PC. That's all I'm saying. Then I don't have to go shots money. It wouldn't be $70. I'd have to wait a little bit, but I will get it. And if I could get it through Game Pass, that just makes it all sweeter for me. Plus the other ton of games that i can get um 
Now we just got to wait and see on the back end and see what Microsoft and African Blizzard are doing. You know, if all these countries are saying it's a go and I don't care about our FTC, I think it's going to be a go then. So, uh, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, are you i i don't i don't know why i don't have the horn here (sighs) sometimes i can't do the right (laughs) um so what do you guys think you you excited about this deal going forward i am you know a little bit i would have rather seen microsoft purchase somebody else like sega or something because then they'd get persona and uh yakuza all to ourselves and stuff yes i'm i'm pretty evil when it comes to that or even take two if they were able to buy a company as big as take two and get like grant the thought on all that stuff uh, just wishful thinking anywho that that we're done talking about that for this time uh let's move on shall we so everybody um the infamous wii u and 3ds eShops are now closed they have been closed uh since when was this since when did this article go up oh boy uh march 26 so sunday this was on sunday so monday um Monday is when they closed, the 27th. So no longer you can no longer get any games or anything else on your Wii U or 3DS eShops if you still use those or play those. Now, I don't know who the fuck would still be playing a Wii U <laughs> for the very few of you that do. 3DS, there could be some people playing 3DS games. I got a 3DS XL. I love it a lot. I purchased a bunch of games back when they said before they were going to let you, before they were going to take away your ability to use credit cards and stuff. I purchased a bunch of games, even though I was, I knew I wasn't going to play them right away or even at all. I just said, Hey, I want to have these digital games. I wanted to get a few of them on there and they had a sales going on for some of them as well. So I purchased a bunch of just games, you know, that I thought that I would want to play on my 3DS. And I, I did digitally download them from the store. And, you know, I was all ready. You know, paid exact change for the games and stuff. Because I didn't want to uh, leave any points on the eShop points on the table or anything. And I'm like, good, good. So I got my games for the 3DS. So if I ever take it out, which I did over the weekend just to charge it, I could take it out. I could go take it outside play it a little bit whatever and there you go so um but a lot of people are upset you know a lot of people are sad um because all these games like over a thousand games and titles or whatever okay okay they're just saying over a hundred here but i think there was like a thousand or something of software and uh games that are going to be just gone because nintendo doesn't you know They don't like to keep the past alive. It's like what they said at Sony when um, 
Andrew Ryan at Sony says nobody gives a shit about old games anymore. So he doesn't really give a shit about old games, even though they kind of did this uh, backwards compatibility thing with the PS5 with the whole uh, service with the games, digital games and stuff, but it's not, not even nearly good enough. But Nintendo don't give a shit about its past. It does definitely not give a shit about anybody else's games or its own games back in the past. At least not that far. And um, they they always move ahead. And um, a lot of preservationists and preservation people, you know, care about this stuff because they want these games to last forever. And it's super hard and super never an easy task to do. I guess one guy just spent like hundreds of thousands. Of, I forgot how much money to purchase all the Wii U and 3DS games and download them all so they can be preserved at the... Was it for the National Video Game um, Archives or something or something like that where they purchased all those games, spent a shit ton of money where people helped fund this project just to get all these games backed up. And put it somewhere to the, you know, our federal whatever gaming library or something. It's it's weird, but, um, you know, the era of the Wii U and the 3DS has come and gone. It's been a while. We got a thing called the Switch, you know, that is like what, like a Wii U and a 3DS had a baby and it was a Switch. And, um, you know. Sad to see him go, but like I said, the past is the past. And me, if I like a game so much, and I know I do like a lot of games so much, I will buy them physically. If I can get a game that I like so much or I'm intrigued about so much and I can get it as a physical copy, I still will. And I will, you know, keep that and I will collect it, you know, because there's games like the Persona 5 game. Persona 5 Royale and a bunch of other games. When I was able to get them on the Switch and the Xbox, physical copies of those games, I purchased them, spent a pretty penny, basically wasted money as most people would say. Never opened them because I'm playing them on my Game Pass subscription and I'm just keeping them in my collection as a collectibles because I'm like, well, these games never used to be on the Nintendo Switch before and they never were on the Xbox and now they're on there. And I'm purchasing these two games and I'm keeping them on there. And I bought Persona 4 Golden on the Switch. Digital downloaded that sucker. I wish that was a physical release. But I do have a physical copy of Persona 4 Golden for the Vita still. So I'm good on that. If I, But for the Switch, they only offered a digital download of that game. They didn't make a Switch cart or anything of that game. Because if they did, I would definitely buy it on a cart. Persona 4 Royale. But... um. Anywho, that's also on Game Pass. So that's what I've been playing on because I want to earn the achievements. But it doesn't mean I can't go back. I will definitely probably go back and play Persona 4 Golden or Royale again in the future on my, you know, Switch or Xbox or something like that. So that's really cool that I'm able to keep those and preserve those for my own taste. And that's. That's just one game out of many that I have done that for because I'm crazy like that. Look at Grant the Thought of the Remastered Collection. 
I was stupid enough to buy it. What? How many times? Three times? Three times? I don't got a three times fool here, but three times. There we go. Three times. Three times. Yep. I bought those games, what, three times. I bought them digitally on the Switch. I bought all three games on the Switch. I bought it on the Xbox. And then I purchased physical copies of them for the Switch and the Xbox. Wait, did I get it on the Switch? Did they get it? I think I did. I'll have to recheck that. Did the Switch come out with physical copies of Grand Theft Auto? I think they did. Wait. Hold on. GTA Remastered Collection. GTA Remastered Trilogy. Oh, got a motion detector on my front door. Uh, switch. Fiz- oh, wait. Yeah, it did come out with a physical copy. Never mind. Yes, they did come out with a physical copy for the Switch. Never mind. I'm being stupid again, aren't I? Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> oh, boy. I think I'm... Yeah, because I bought it and it came out later. That's right. It came out... It came... It was out later. Um, so, yeah. But I bought that game three times because I'm a three times fool. And I wanted to do that because not only did I want to have that collection, which, you know, a lot of people hated on. I like playing them. I got to get back to playing them on my Xbox, actually, as well. But I have them on my Switch. I was playing them on my Switch. But I'll play I, I'll, I'll play them both on the Switch and the Xbox. But um, I'm going to get back to playing those again, though, especially on the Xbox because achievements. But because uh, I'm an achievement whore. But uh, I never had problems playing with them on my uh, hardware. Maybe the Switch a little bit more had a little problem playing them because – the controls are a little farther out and sometimes a little hard to do stuff on there, but still having a blast playing Grand Theft Auto the trilogy. Um, never had any issues like other people had with the looks and all. I think it's they're kind of funny looking, but still fun up to a point when you can't do a certain mission because it's a bullshit mission and like Grand Theft Auto three or something when you have to drive the the bad the cartel guy or whatever it is and they're all shooting at you on a bridge or something i had to figure that out and it took me literally forever to figure that out but um anywho i do some game preservation just for myself because shit i know how the games industry is i know how everything is and if it comes to a time where video games go away I'll have all that as my like collection, my personal collection. It's not for personal gain. It's not like I'm collecting all these physical copies of games because I want to sell them and sell my collector, you know, because I collect video game statues and stuff like that, or I used to because they don't, first off, I don't have much room in my house for any more collectibles. I, I got to be very uh, keen on what cl- kind of video game and movie film collectibles that i get around the house because i don't have much room anymore because i got it all full up with video game memorabilia and collectibles and stuff and junk that i like to get in video games and stuff and all that and um but anywho yeah i i collect all that stuff because i love it it's my art 
for me. And it is something that I appreciate. It's not that I want to, you know, make wealth from it. It's just something I like uh, a lot, so much so that I'm willing to spend money on that kind of collections and stuff. And if it's games that I know I can get on Game Pass and play, sometimes I'll still buy physical copies of those games, either right away or down the road, because I know I want to get those games and keep them, even though they're going to be sealed on a shelf. I know I'll have them, so if something happens down the road, like you can't get them in the stores or anywhere, and they're worth a fortune, and blah, 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 blah. I know I have a physical copy, so if I ever want to bust one of those suckers out, or if they become worth a shit ton of money, then yes, yes. (laughs) But mostly, they're for my own personal self. And a lot of people just want to preserve the video games as a whole because they feel like oh this is all art this is all something that should be preserved no matter what type of game it is and all that and it's it's really hard because a lot of these games that only come out as digital copies of something you got to get the hardware to download that digital copy to something and then you got to keep that hardware working for a said number of time and and I I understand people that get miffed when they say, oh, why can't these stores just stay up forever? Why can't they just port all this stuff over to the next council or whatever? And I'm like, sure, maybe someday in the future they'll finally figure it out or they'll, they'll get the idea, of course, of how to better deal with the media of video game media and stuff like that and hardware and how it all works together, the hardware and software. And maybe one day they'll figure out on how to just keep the games on these services and just keep adding to them, making these catalogs super big and not going, oh, we're canceling these games, we're taking these games away because of copyright licensing and stuff. You know, the biggest problem in the video game industry is they like to use a lot of music that the RAA, whatever it is, the music industry sells them licenses to. They like to use all those, that music and stuff. And instead of making their own music for the video games in in the house, which means all that stuff is subject to their copyrights or whatever. And if they want people like me to stream the games and all that stuff and they don't care about the music, but all these other companies like Nintendo and stuff, you know, they block all that stuff. They allow you to stream, but you got to give them all the money and that's a bunch of bullshit. But anywho, um, where was I going with this though? I don't remember where I was going with it, but anywho, yes, it, 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 it is a screwed up thing. Um, like I said, I'm not the biggest game preservationist. I know there's a lot of people out there. I know, uh, Jeff Gersman from formerly known as Giant Bomb Guy, he's big into, you know, the whole backup and keep on, you know, keep the the whole saving, preserving the games and the game from the games industry as a whole. Um, he's a big proponent of that stuff. He's still, he really likes. preservation of that stuff so i understand i very much understand 
Uh, what else can we understand? We can understand that Persona 5, the Phantom X, makes a Persona 6 animal companion seem inevitable. So apparently because uh, Persona 5 X, Phantom X, which I have not played, has, um, what, a dog? Let's see here. Um... just reading here sorry about this folks dead air um so apparently you know all these persona games from three uh, two two three on whatever it is two three I think it's three on or whatever, or in the Persona series as well. Like I said, I haven't played P3P or Persona 3 Portable or anything because I didn't feel like that was a a good, decent game for my what my structure is on those games. You know, I know it's on Game Pass, but it's not something that I'm interested in. It's just like a side scrolly whatever type of game, and I can understand why they made it at the time. But with Persona 4 Golden and Persona 5 Royale and stuff, they really took that stuff to the next level. And then having these uh, these mascots for the, each of the games, like you got Teddy for Persona 4 uh, Golden, and then you got Morgana for Persona 5 Royale, the cat, which she says she's not a cat, but she is. And then you got an owl, you got a dog here. Um Animal animal companion uh, ship as uh, as really um, gone crazy on that stuff, and I'm just looking at some other stuff here. Uh, oh, okay. I'm just looking because apparently Persona Five. Phantom X versus Persona 5 Royale looks quite similar in some ways. Hmm, interesting. Anywho, I should I should just stop on what I'm saying here. But anyways, looking for there for the next Persona, Persona 6, there probably will be uh another you know, character, another animal character, mascot. Maybe playable. Because Morgana is playable. Morgana I can use as a character. Um, so. That's going to be interesting. Huh. Anywho. That's that's that. Uh, let me move on before I go crazy here with the stuff. Uh, Valve prepares to kill Steam Gaming on Windows 7 and 8 machines. That's very understandable because seven and eight has been out of out of uh, rotation of the Windows for a while. We're on Windows eleven, soon to go into twelve pretty soon. I'm on Windows ten. I might jump to twelve. I won't get eleven, but I might jump to twelve uh, when it comes out, depending on how well it is. I will start from the ground up with twelve, you know, but. Um, yeah, 
you know, security issues and all that and updates. Valve can't keep uh, keep that stuff working. They don't want to keep going back from all the way to Windows 7 to try to keep that stuff working. They want to stick with the latest and greatest versions of Windows 10 and 11. Plus, older OS versions of Windows OSs can't use the latest Google Chrome stuff because I guess apparently they also use Google Chrome features as well for their um, Steam store and stuff. So that is another reason why they are killing uh, gaming on Windows 7 and 8. You could still probably play the games. I'm just thinking you can't, like, rebuy them or something. I don't know. Or download them or something or enter the store or something like that. But, you know. Who should who still would ha- want to have a Windows 7 8 machine? I understand there are people like that shit. I still wish I had a Windows 7 genuine machine or Windows XP machine or something or even a 98 machine because then I could play my Three Dirty Dwarfs game, but I don't, so I can't. <laughs> but for all of you holdouts out there, maybe you should um get a new computer by now or try to upgrade to Windows 10 at least still free to get especially if you're a windows 7 subscriber mm-hmm. so let's see here okay this is the rumored part this is the ubisoft plus rumor part of the game's new show uh like i said ubisoft plus i think i talked about this a long time ago before i think a a lot of other podcasters and people were talking about it throughout the industry about how long it's going to take Ubisoft to start putting their games on Xbox more as from their from their Ubisoft Plus subscription service or just getting the Ubisoft subscription service on Xbox Game Pass. So people are saying in April, Ubisoft Plus is set for an April Xbox launch featuring a massive lineup of their catalog, of course. Um, if this is true, that that's probably something that, you know, people know about already. Um, but is this just Ubisoft Plus going on Xbox, or is this going to be on Game Pass? Um Let's see here. Has suggested the service will be coming on to Xbox on April 23rd, 2023. Um, let's see here. Oh, yeah. So Ubisoft. Okay, Ubisoft stated in the past that Ubisoft Plus isn't going to be included with Xbox Game Pass. Uh, but you never know. Ubisoft's in bad shape right now still. Um, they haven't been doing so hot with, uh, financially and all the other stuff. So you never know. They might change, change their tune. If Microsoft drops a few extra mil bags of money on their doorstep and go, Hey, maybe now you want to put Ubisoft plus on uh game pass or just help you out more and help us out more. Why not? I don't know if they're just going to put it on, the Xbox store as a, just a subscription service for their games through Xbox. I could see that as well, but how long before they are going to eventually go to game pass anyways, like EA, EA, um, EA, what is it called? EA play, EA play did 
It's just a matter of time. Ubisoft is just holding out for the inevitable. Mm-hmm. Microsoft making major improvements to their subscription management service or management on Xbox. More control from your console, apparently. So currently available to the Alpha Ring insiders can now fully access and change your subscriptions directly from Xbox consoles. Uh, once the feature moves to the full Xbox dashboard, everyone uh, will be able to alter their uh, subscription plans from within the Xbox console settings with a seemingly no limitations. Uh, for somebody like me, I don't ever need this stuff because uh, first off, I, I I like to go to the my, my website to just do it on my phone or computer. And two, I'm just going to keep being an Xbox Game Pass um, ultimate subscriber until they don't have it anymore. Never know, down the road, it might get rid of Game Pass or whatever, which would be sad, but it could happen. I don't know. It's pretty successful now, but you never know if it would happen or could happen on that. But um, otherwise, I don't have any plans of ever giving up my Game Pass ultimate or ever changing it or anything i'll always keep game pass ultimate for my pc and xbox and stuff so i can play lots of games on them it's just it's just a smart move and the thing that people used to do that was a smart move was get those uh xbox game pass one dollar deals for xbox game pass ultimate for the ultimate trials and they would use that to uh try to sneakily get on a whole bunch of extra time and time limits. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, And now Microsoft's getting rid of it. They're getting rid of the Xbox dollar promotion that they were doing for a good amount of time now for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. And they're looking into different ways to promote Xbox Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, I guess those people are going to be a little upset now that they can't use that loophole to keep getting Xbox Game Pass Ultimate uh, cheaper. (laughs) Not that I care. Like I said, I don't mind spending $15, $15 plus because, you know, New York sales tax and stuff. I don't mind paying that much money for a video game, you know, stuff like that. Um, excuse me, folks, get a little tired here, but, um, I guess a lot of people liked using that loophole to keep getting it. I'm just going to keep buying. I think it's a great deal. And, and when I shouldn't say if, but when Microsoft decides to raise the price for game pass, um, ultimate and stuff and game pass and game pass ultimate, all that stuff here in the States and all that and around the world, depending on what they did it for and what they didn't do it for. I would not, I'm not going to complain because I'm getting of the most fantastic deal out there to get all these new and other games that I might have missed before on Game Pass for my Xbox and PC. And I play a lot of them and I get my money's worth out of it, I feel. So unless they run out of new good games to put on the, the X Game Pass store. So that could be a possibility. So we'll just have to wait for that. Uh, Let's see here. 
Oh, yeah. We've got two more stories to go. Uh, basically, Phil Spencer reaffirms plans to open an Xbox digital store on mobile. When they first put the Xbox app on mobile, I remember that they had an Xbox digital store. I was able to purchase. I remember. I think I remember I used to be able to purchase and or select games and download them to my Xbox from that store. I remember I was able to do that. Same thing with the like the Xbox app on my PC. I don't know why Microsoft doesn't let me, at least it doesn't do it in the right way. I'm going to load it up right here. So I go to my console, go to this. Okay, now it's got the store. Okay, find all the Xbox games on Xbox.com. But it's taking me to the website. It's going to my thing. It's not doing it within the app, which is what I want it to do. I want to be able to purchase and play these games. Um, in my, you know, within my app here, within my Xbox app on my computer and stuff, which is weird that it doesn't do it. And when I go to, if I went to the um app app for game pass for pc and stuff it does the same thing which is weird uh it takes me to a web page for some reason but i apparently they're working on it right now um and i guess there's uh the eu's digital markets act coming into place on march 2024 of next year which that's a little ways away but you know uh this act requires apple and google to allow third-party apps Storefronts on their mobile platforms. Um, just reading here. Sorry about that. Uh, la, 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 la. Uh, we want to be able to position the offer Xbox and content from both us and our third-party partners across the screen wherever you are, whenever you are. And if you want to purchase games on your mobile devices through our app, that's what we'll love too. More choices, more this and that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, understandable. They should be allowed to. And this whole thing where closed ecosystem, I'm surprised Android and Google was doing that because, you know, I can understand because they're downloading it through the Google platform store and not just on the side because you can install apps on the side on your Android device, I think you could do it on your X or your uh, on your uh, Apple device as well. But I think it's a little more challenging. I don't know, but mostly that's what Android users do. Like I used to do, I used to install suspicious apps on my phone, which worked a lot better than some of the main apps on my phone. But um, uh, da, da, da. I'm sorry. I spaced out again. I was just reading this. So, anywho, yes, more ways to sell you stuff that mm, Apple and Google wanted a taste of, which they won't be able to get anymore because when you're able to put your own stores and your own apps again and do all that stuff, it just makes it a lot easier for consumers to buy a ton of more games and stuff. And lastly, on the games news section, uh, Xbox co-creator... Um, uh, the, what was, what's his name? Uh, da, 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 da. Seamus Blackley. Yes. I should have remembered his name. It's been a while folks. <laughs> Seamus Blackley 
which was one of the original co-creators of the Xbox back in the day. If you didn't watch that beautiful Xbox um, behind-the-scenes documentary. Uh, So Xbox co-creator reveals that he talked to Microsoft about a classic console idea. So basically, he tweeted it about two years ago, and he was talking to them about, oh, will you guys ever be interested in an Xbox original small version, just like they've been doing with the um, Nintendo, tiny Nintendos and the tiny uh, Sonys and stuff like that. Microsoft come out with a, a tiny Xbox. Um, so that'd be interesting. That's funny. Uh, I would like to have an original Xbox, you know, like a, a little bat, a flash from the past kind of thing, like to celebrate Xbox. Like maybe that will come down the line, maybe before the 40th anniversary or something. But you would think that you could get maybe a Raspberry Pi or something to run original Xbox software by now. I don't know. Or something else. But imagine an Xbox mini console. And it comes with some regular controllers or you could buy, use your controllers for it already, like the Duke and stuff, or you could get it, uh, buy one that comes with a Duke or something. And, uh, but that would be cool. And you never know. Maybe behind the scenes, Microsoft is working on something a little bit like that. Um, you know, because they told them that, that, they're on to make stuff. A couple of people on the Xbox team shut down the idea, suggesting that it was a, it if it was going to happen, it would be an internal thing. So something they want to do it internally, and that'd be cool. I would love to have an original Xbox, like an Xbox Slim or Part Two or whatever. I don't know. That'd be cool. Then what games would you put on there? You'd put like all the launch titles on there. Of course, you'd put Halo. You put um, oh, what else would you put on there? What was before Forza Horizon? It was that other racing game. You put that Halo, some sports games, maybe if you can. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else. Uh, oh, Perfect Dark, maybe. Uh, not that I care about Perfect Dark, but, uh, oh, what's the other title? It's in my head, folks. Uh, Hexic, definitely Hexic HD and stuff. You could probably put in Hexic in there. I know it wasn't an original Xbox title, but, um, uh, I'm trying to think. I'm hitting my head here to figure out what other games I would like to see on the original Xbox coming out. Um, oh, this is a great podcast, folks. A lot of dead air in this. Uh, I'm just thinking, what's it called? Oh, shoot. You know, the magical one's not Fable, but um, the magical imp lady, fairy lady that was going through the lands. Uh, what's her name? Shoot. Mm, 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 mm. I have that game too, and I forget its name. Oh boy, am I bad on this? 
Uh, oh, shit. Mm. How, how about if I do this? What I A smart thing to do would be to um, Google search this. Uh, what was the original, original Xbox release games? If I could spell games right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Project Gotham Racing. Yes. Halo Combat Evolved. Dead or Alive 3. Okay. Um, let's see here. Madden. Oddworld. NASCAR. Huh. Okay, so those were the games. Oh, I guess there's more here. Um, what other games would they have? Um, did they have Shrek? That was a a game lineup game original. Uh, game I guess I don't know. But basically, it was Halo, Project Gotham Racing before they. Went to Forza, and um, yeah, can't remember anything else. Like I said, I never had an original Xbox. That was a piece of shit. But if they recreated and made it an original Xbox Slim, I would be totally for that. And they could do that. They could do it with a probably like a little bit better than a Raspberry Pi or something. They could get try to get the licenses for some of these games, put them originally back on there. Maybe add some achievements to them or something. I don't know. Just the just to bring it into the real world, put some online stuff on it so you can play some online gaming on that. I don't know. Just a thought. But, um, yeah, that was the last news story, folks. So I'm going to take a quick little break on my end here, and I'm going to split this up because we got some games that I got to talk about that I played in the past week and uh, clean some things up, and then we'll call it a show. How about that, folks? So, uh We will do that in a little bit, and I'll get right back to you in one second. And we're back, everybody. We're back with the second half of the super long podcast already. And boy, before we get into the games that I have played since the past week, including the Diablo 4 beta, uh, we have some breaking news. Now, note, I'm recording this a little bit later, the second half, because... uh, when I found out about this uh, late breaking news, I had to uh, follow up on it. So I gave it a couple days and I'm recording the rest of this on Saturday. So uh, a lot of more uh, stuff to talk about. So late breaking news um, here. If I had everything where I wanted it. There we go. Late breaking, late breaking, late breaking news. Oh boy, this is late breaking. There we go. Late breaking news. There we go. So, late breaking news here, folks. Uh, E3 has officially been canceled. Oh yeah. E3 has officially been canceled. Electronic... Gaming Expo has been canceled once again 
this year. Who would have thought that? Who would have ever thought that? Yep, yep. Um, I was just talking about that earlier in the podcast that after all these uh, people left, what would they have? Would they go smaller scale? Would they continue to have it? And a lot of other people were saying the same thing. Are they going to continue to have it? And then um, later in the week, they announced that, uh, hey, we're not doing it. So, uh, yeah, a lot of things have been going down about this. You know, uh, the SA uh, apparently blames the cancellation on wider industry challenges, uh, you know, post, you know, pre pandemic and post pandemic and you know the internet basically you know all that all that stuff that they like to to blame the name blame game and uh what was the company called that was helping them make it uh let's see here i'm trying to look here uh i'm trying to think of who it was what not pop cap uh read pop yeah read pop says they were the ones that wanted to cancel it and, you know, at this time when they were doing it, uh, their C- the CEO of ReadPop uh, stepped down and left the company. And they stayed it's for other reasons. But, you know, things like that, are you never know. You can't always believe what you hear from them. But <laughs> So, um, well, basically, this is it. Um, now that everybody else has pulled out from Ubisoft and... Microsoft, you know, all the other big three are weren't going, and then Ubisoft and all the other people pulled out, and it's already super late. It's already April first as of today, April Fool's Day, which this ain't a fool's joke. This is true. Uh, I don't, I don't do April Fool's jokes on uh, on the podcast, but um, yep, this is true, folks. So, um, sad to say, I think. Um, E3 is permanently done for good, you know, um, it's plus, you know, it's not like these companies aren't doing their own things during the same week as E3 would be going down, which they are, you know, Ubisoft, Microsoft, a bunch of others are still doing stuff on their own during that week. Um, but it's just not going to be anything involved with the ESA. Mm -hmm. Excuse me as I wipe my mouth a little bit here. Um, it's pretty sad. I never got to go to E3. I always got to watch it mostly, though, either on the Internet, TV and stuff. And that was always a great, fun thing uh, for me to do. And now that that's all gone to shit, um, yeah, that's kind of sad in a way. Um, but at least um, a lot of these companies are still going to have their presentations. You know, a lot of it has to do with how many people do these people have to sell their products to. There's only a handful of big people out there that would sell games anymore, like games sell sellers out there. You got your mom and pop shops, you got your GameStop, you got your Amazon, you got your Best Buys, um, Targets, um, Walmart, few others, um, probably other sites, and plus. Most of the time, and I, I hate to say that, this as well, um, a lot of the sales come from digital now, from straight from the sources, straight from Xbox, PlayStation, you know, Steam, all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, this is a new era, folks, a new era of gaming and gaming um, 
you know, events and stuff. But I think it's better for them because then they can control the messaging better. I don't know how, um, you know, it'll show to us because you never know. They can hide stuff. You know, the game can be broken piece of shit mess and they can hide it all and you would never know um, until you get the game because it's behind the scenes when E3 was more not say open but when they showed off stuff they showed off what they had available and people could call bullshit on that right away and uh with this stuff now they can just make it look like whatever they want to and i'm hearing stuff in the background here it's raining and other weird stuff's going on so oh well but anywho it is um dead and gone um rest in peace e3 I don't care what the ESA says that it's if it's if they couldn't do it this year and uh, Reed Pop which w- they was hired to do it can't even do anything they're never going to get anything they're not going to do anything in the future so um nobody's going to ever come back you know all these big publishers and you know another thing they get to save a sh- shit ton of money cuz it was never cheap to host E3 and do these E3 events and stuff over there. Sure, the industry can't come together in one voice anymore and, you know, do this, have talk to each other and get together and all of that and celebrate gaming anymore. But, you know, they do save money. Put Now they can focus more on the games and stuff and focus on the messaging of those games and... Uh, I don't know. It's a love-hate relationship. I can't say that it's all bad. I can't say it's all good. I All I can say, um, we'll just have to wait and see how this all goes down. You know, Sony and Nintendo have been doing this stuff for a very long time where they've just been out of E3 and showing their stuff out of it, and it's been working okay, even though Sony hasn't shown much of anything at least into my opinion lately but um nintendo does just fine they don't really care they never really cared about e3 i don't think um you know not since uh, they sold their first uh nintendo over when it was just over at the electronics expo when they sold the first nes systems and stuff in new york city um now they're like yeah we don't need that we'll control our own messaging we'll show off our own uh e3 spectacular stuff so and then you got um jeff keely he'll do his own stuff during the summer his summer showcases or whatever he wants to do with these companies but um it's the end of an era it's like i said as i grow older (laughs) all the time um stuff like this is not it's not a real surprise to me but it's sometimes sad because i'm like oh the one thing that I ever liked about my youngerhood, I'm not even going to say childhood, but youngerhood, because I wasn't a, really a child when I was watching all this and doing all this, but my youngerhood when I was watching and doing all this stuff, I always enjoyed E3. It was always something that I looked forward to at the end of the year, not just getting out of school, <laughs> but enjoying this. And it was always around my birthday, which this stuff is still around my birthday, which is okay. But it's not like it used to be. It's not like it used to be at all. And it's going to be a little trickier for people like me that have, you know, 
unless if it's going on during that same week, all these little events um, that these people are going to show off their shows and stuff. Um, That's usually the week I take off for my birthday and just uh, take off of work and stuff. And I always did it for forever. Um, It's going to be harder to watch a lot of these events live if I wanted to. But, you know, they're all going to be on YouTube anyways. So, but um, it's just going to be... I guess more podcasting and stuff on that stuff. But, uh, yeah, E3 is gone. It is dead. Uh, say la vie. <laughs> Nobody wants to go to California. I don't blame them either. Um, and, uh, yeah, it sucks. And it's not like they're really, you know, these companies are losing money. They're making money hand over fist, even though still – like EA's just laid off 800 workers because even though they're making tons of money and they just reported like the greatest earnings out there right now for themselves, they still laid off 6% of their workforce, you know, 700 employees. That That is bullshit. <laughs> A lot of stuff's going on and, you know, from Microsoft to EA to Sony. I never heard Sony or Nintendo. Those are the only two, but those are Japanese companies, so they don't really lay off anybody at all. Um, but, you know, Sony, you know, EA, Microsoft, a bunch of others laying off people. I didn't hear any Activision Blizzard layoffs, though. I don't think. I don't remember reporting about any of that stuff. But, um, huh. I guess they need all the people they can get making those Call of Duties and stuff. So, you know, but still it's sad. Um, it's sad that the industry is playing dirty with stuff like that. And it's, it's sad that they're not going to get together, even though everybody's like, Oh yeah, we're all in one voice. We're all together. This is all one and one for all. And uh, then the next year comes and it's like, Nope, we're not coming out. We're not doing it. We'll do it next door. Like, I get Microsoft. They got a theater right next door to the convention center. They don't need to be putting booths in there in the convention center and spending millions of dollars there. They own a multi-million dollar complex themselves because it would be just foolhardy to do that. They were still going to be a part of it on the outside like they usually do, but they weren't going to do any booths or anything inside because why waste all that those millions of dollars for you know it costs like probably a few mil or at least a mil to do a lot of stuff in there because it's nothing's ever cheap over there so i can see that so we're bringing that down to a sad day sad time sad 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 um and not so sad news uh before like i said i think i'm gonna leave my um what i played and the Diablo thing for the last, my games that I played. Uh, but before I talk about that, um, one more thing I wanted to talk about. I watched the Zelda Tears of the Sun um, show that Nintendo put on, their little direct, their gameplay show off of new crafting and items and stuff like that. And I looked at it, I watched it, I'm like, okay, it looks okay, it looks good. They showed a little bit off of it, and they showed some new stuff about connecting, like snap connecting um, items together to make other items, which you can make whatever you want, pretty much, like a Banjo-Kazooie, um, nuts and bolts kind of thing, which everybody likes to reference 
you know, so I'm going to reference that too. There's like a nuts and bolts kind of thing. And, um, it looked okay, but it's still in the same land, land set. It's still in the same area. You know, it's still Hyrule is from the original game. They just added more to it, like clouds and stuff. I don't know what the, not that I really cared about them as much, but they, they didn't show, show what the shrines looked like. They didn't show anything like any extra story characters or whatnot. They showed a few um, things, but it was just a demo of what you could do in the game with certain elements. Like they got this one that rewinds time, this, this elemental thing that rewinds time. So they showed like a boulder or something falling off the top of the um out of the sky off of the sky um islands and stuff and then you can rewind time you can jump on it rewind it and it goes right back up to where it came, fell off from and um like i said they showed the stick and snap techniques to build stuff to build items and stuff or weapons or vehicles and um, they didn't talk about how many you could build all in a one-time setting. I'm sure it's limited because you only have the switch only has so much power. I don't know how well that game is going to run. A lot of people are questioning how well this game is going to run because they said, "Oh, we added a bunch of stuff to this game. We added a ton of new stuff to this game." And I'm like thinking, "Okay, so you added? It's not a new game from the ground up. You added." stuff it sounded like to what they, the guy was talking about it sounded like we added to this world that we already have now i'm sure they can change up the shrines and all that maybe they'll keep some in i don't know um it's still a lot of big questions and i know they're talking about oh you could go higher and farther and this and that and i'm like yeah, how's the frame rate gonna go how is all the gameplay gonna go how's this game gonna play Will it play smoothly? Because a lot of people were complaining about a lot of Nintendo's recent titles not playing as smooth as they should be. You know, more so the Pokemon games. And uh, Breath of the Wild, I guess, had some slowdowns. I didn't notice anything, but a lot of people noticed stuff. Maybe I was just lucky and I didn't really hit those kind of spots. But um, it's going to be interesting how it plays. I will wait I am still going to wait because I do not believe $70 is worth it for this game. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care. Oh, well, we can't just keep games for $50, $60 um, any, time, any longer. You know, things co- cost more now. Everything goes up. We gotta re- they got to raise the prices on video games. Yes, yes, in certain circumstances, sure. Like, if you're making a brand new game from the ground up, like you're making, like, the new GTA game, they'll definitely charge $70 for that, but I know there's going to be a, all new, tons of content, the graphics are going to be out of the world, out of this world, a lot of other games that are coming out, you know, sure, they're brand new from the ground up, they're not being stitched together on a last gen system that has been around for years and years and years, and... um I would, you know, I'd be less hesitant about the game and the price, sort of. (laughs) I got to put a sort of on that. If they actually had the game uh, come out on like a next-gen Switch, as we're all waiting to hear Nintendo finally say it, 
a next-gen switch or console or whatever they're doing for hardware, then I would be like, okay, they're charging $70 for this game. I still won't want to pay $70, but at least they got a reason to. I don't think there's any reason to, especially when the P- they said, oh, this is on a game-by-game basis, as they said. So some games will be 70 some games will be less than that. And I'm like, that should not make any difference. Now, if they said, like I said, if they said they had to put more on a cartridge, more data on a cartridge, and they had to use the bigger cartridges and it's cost them a little bit more money and time to produce... And there's a lot more content and stuff. And yeah, sure, okay. You know, you got a reason why you want to charge $70. But they don't have a reason. And I say fucking bullshit to anybody out there in the game industry and all these um, podcasters out there and media, of uh, games media people out there. And I know a lot of them. I've been listening to a lot of their podcasts when they're all saying, no, you know, things are going up in price. Well, here's the thing. Whose fault is that? We sh- Things shouldn't be going up in price at this time. Things should be trying to be put down. I think it's time that everybody reevaluates everything in this in the world, especially here in the United States, and we try to lower prices and stuff. I'm, I, and I'm going off tangent here because this is not a game thing, but here in New York State, they want to raise our minimum wage again all the way up to $21 and what 50 cents 21.50 or 20.50 I think it was 21.50 and I'm like that's bullshit <laughs> that is bullshit you're not fixing a problem you're creating a more of a problem because then you're gonna get less people wanting to pay people money for full-time or part-time or delay a lot of people off because they want to pay them that much money for full-time and they'll go down to four-day work weeks or something. You know, they want to do that. It's a lot of less work, more pay kind of bullshit, but that doesn't mean prices aren't going to go up for stuff because now you're raising the prices up of goods and services, and everything seems like it just keeps going up and up and up in this world, and nothing stays the same or goes down. Like in the video games industry, yes, everybody demands the best looking and playing games out there, blah, 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 blah. But why? Why are every why is everybody so greedy? I'm not greedy. I just want a good game to be made. Make the game you want to make. If it doesn't look like the next gen kind of a game, but it plays great and looks great as is, who gives a fuck? <laughs> I don't believe games should be more than 60 bucks. At least not now. Not unless they can actually prove that they're pushing my hardware of my systems and they're actually showing what we are paying the 60 or $70 for, like the ray tracing that we've been promised all this time. I haven't heard or seen anything about ray tracing on anything. Where's my Minecraft ray tracing? Microsoft or Mojang? Mojang Microsoft, I could say both. Where's ray tracing in Minecraft? Where is all this other stuff in ray tracing? Where's all this other uh, crap where they're talking about, yeah, these these consoles could push to the limit the games like 120 frames per set, blah, blah, blah. What what happened about all that? Was that just a bunch of bullshit? You know, all this stuff that everybody's promising is for nothing, but yet they want to go and charge more money. And is this 70 from the $70 is more money going to go into the development part of the pro of the the people that make the game, the development costs. 
Are these people going to get paid more to make these games? Or is this money just going in the coffers of the big fat fuckheads that run these companies that, you know, abuse and have basically this whole, um, what should I say, this whole slave-like thing going on for all all the people that work on these games. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> that's what's going on. Because I don't believe for one damn second that this money that they're raising, the prices on video games, is going into any person's pocket that's working very hard day and night to make and produce these games for us to enjoy. Now, if these companies said, no, we're raising the prices of these games to do just that, to give more money to uh, the players, to not the players, to the workers, the hard, hardworking people that make uh, these games day in and day out, and we're going to put more money in their check checking accounts and stuff, sure, I'd be like, okay, very understandable. They're making more money off of this. It's not just for the company, but it's for the company. It's for the companies. It's for the shareholders. And I find that to be bullshit. And I hate that all these podcasters and all these game journalists are taking these companies' sides and saying, yeah, 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 it's all right. They're allowed to charge whatever they want. they got to raise the prices of video games. No, fuck you guys. You guys got to look into the deeper meaning of that. They just want more money. They're not giving more money to their people that make these games. It's not going into the more money going into the production of the games. It's going more money into the shareholders and CEOs and, you know, the higher ups of these companies. So you guys got to check yourselves and your attitudes at the door and think a broader picture because this is not what they're doing. I should know. I know how companies work. I worked for many companies that would try to charge more for products but still not pay people like me, their workers, for the jobs that we were doing. So I can understand that. And don't say, oh, goods and services are going up in price. No, it's all an fake inflation of people that just want bigger paydays. I, I've been seeing it in the news reports all over the place, like some farms and stuff are making a shit ton of money now because they're raised the price of eggs in this tenfold and dumb people are buying them like crazy still and spending more money on stuff that they shouldn't be. But here's the thing. This is how our culture, our global culture is. It's time when something's got to get raised, everything gets raised. And then when you raise the cost to make the goods, like, Oh, adding maybe a bigger amount of um, dollars per hour, you know. Oh, yeah, pay for people goes up, you know. Um, Like raising the minimum wage and stuff, you're just fucking everything else over. You're fucking people's bills and checks and you're, um, I'm trying to think of it. It's higher taxes, this, that. Everything goes up. And it's bullshit. And in the games industry, they should be looking at to try to make these games a a little bit cheaper, a little bit better, a little bit cheaper, and maybe not always going so grandiose on every game that comes out. We don't need an open world game every game that comes out. We don't need these big, giant titles that cost a small fortune to make. Let's make smaller games. Smaller games 
are just as good and they make probably more money and they make you guys more money. Stop letting the people dictate and complain and whine. If everybody in the industry went and did that and they weren't trying to make every game the biggest game possible and try to make everything a big games and services game like fucking um, Warner Brothers has been doing and they're fucking themselves in the ass every time they do it for every game now then maybe the games would not only be just fun, but the people buying them would be like, okay, I can afford to buy that game. The more people that can afford to buy your products, the more money you make because the more people that can buy, can play, can buy you know, some in-game stuff if you want to include a little bit of this and that for DLC or whatnot. But now we're just getting to the point where it's just the pure greed, and that's what I think. So no, I'm not going to be buying um, the legend, the new Zelda Tears of the Kingdom yet. I'm going to wait till that thing drops at least twenty dollars. If it drops more, and I could get it for even cheaper, like for forty, forty-five or something, which might take a while because this is a Nintendo uh, game. This is a Nintendo Nintendo game. Okay, I will wait. If I could get it digitally cheaper or whatever, or physically cheaper, I will wait on that title. I'm not going to go rush out and pay $70 to buy the game. You know, I'll wait till I can get it at a cheaper price, even if I have coupons or whatnot to, to do so on it. So, and that is, then that's been my stance from going forth. Just like I was talking about how I was talking about the Callisto Protocol and uh, the Dead Space remake. Okay, the Callisto Protocol, I heard... Well, it wasn't as good as they thought it was going to be. Okay, I'm not spending, I wasn't going to spend $70 on that type of a game. Oh, the remake of Dead Space. Oh, sure, they made it from the, sort of from the ground up again. They added new stuff to it and blah, 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 and they changed some stuff around. Oh, that's nice. I like that, but I'm not paying no damn $70 for that game. Like I said, when the next Grand Theft Auto comes out, sure, $70. Diablo 4? Sure, it's going to be a great game, but I'm not paying $70 because it's just more Diablo and more Diablo like 3, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. But still, I will pay like $50 for Diablo when it comes out because it's going to be just more Diablo. And um, it's just just sad how this industry is going. And then what's going to stop them from raising the price again to $80? And then all these journalists and fucking podcasts are going to go, oh, yeah, they're charging $80 now for games. They're going to raise them again. Oh, yeah, it's good for our industry. It's good for us. Uh, even though the money's not really going to you guys that are making the games, but you're stupid enough to think it is. And then they're going to raise again. And then eventually you're going to price out a lot of people that used to buy video games day one. And you're going to see that. A lot of these people are going to go, I'm not paying no damn $80 for that game. I don't care if it's new or what. I'm going to wait till it goes on sale. And if you never put it out on sale, then you're never going to give me a, a reason to purchase th- these games. And then when you got less people wanting to buy video games because they're getting too damn expensive and you're not giving them any people any discounted reasons on to get the games, then you're just fucking yourselves. You're fucking the industry and you're fucking yourselves. And I feel very strongly on that. Sure. Look at the look at the movie industry. Sure, they got movies that go into theaters and then they sell them on digital streaming and then they sell them on Blu-ray. But shit, movie tickets, how much are they? 
like ten, eleven dollars, thirteen dollars. But because I could go on Tuesdays here in my local Regal, I get them even cheaper. But you know, they're usually like ten to fifteen dollars at the at the most that I know of. Um, then when you buy them on Blu-ray and stuff, they're like nineteen to maybe twenty-five dollars. I don't know. I never really seen too many movies beyond twenty-five bucks, but they're in that price range. So how come those, which cost multiple millions of dollars, can sell and make profit from that when hundreds of thousands of people are making those movies and stuff, those big blockbusters? But yet, in the video games industry, they can't think of a way to consolidate and make games that are worthy enough to sell them at a cheaper rate and still make money, even though they can do like little stuff here and there and not to get too greedy but they don't do it they don't even try to do it and it's a sad thing it's a sad situation i i call bullshit on all that i don't you know tell me otherwise i don't care all these people that are living in a dream world uh these podcasters these game so-called journalists out there they're living in a dream world first off they don't pay for half their games and shit they get them mostly for free they get them all you know, hand it to them. If they had to go out and pay for each one of those fucking games themselves, just to, um, like if the games industry just decided, you know what, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, uh, send you game people games and journalist games anymore. They got to buy them themselves if they want to review our games and whatnot. If they took that stance and all these games, journalists and reviewers and stuff had to purchase all their, their games and stuff, I wonder how many games would get purchased and reviewed. I wonder how many of these people would be willing to pay $70 per game to review them. I don't think many would. I think many people would be like, oh, I think I'm out of a job or, oh, this is going to be too expensive if my company doesn't want to pay for them and, you know, and the games industry doesn't want to provide them. I, I think most people would be kind of fucked on that. So they gotta people gotta think about that stuff. You know, I think outside the box when it comes to a lot of this stuff, you know, business wise and gaming wise and stuff. I love video games. I love the medium. I remember when games were thirty to forty dollars and then they went to fifty. I'm like, okay, but you still you had your cheap budget ones. Now you're just getting every game and every game they want to sell out there is like sixty dollars, fifty, sixty dollars. It doesn't matter if it's used to be a budget title or what, and the graphics could be the same damn thing, and they'll still want 50, 60. And now, now everybody's like, no, now we want 70. Now we want another $10 to that. And I don't think it's worth it for a lot of things. Unless if it's a brand new damn title and game, and it that depends as well, because like I said, for a Switch game to be $70, I think that's bullshit. I don't care what you have to say, especially if it's being built on top of a a ready-built world that was in the old game, and you're just adding islands and a few things, and you're, you know, you might change a bunch of things around the land and stuff, and do a few things to change things up and add things. You're not rebuilding the whole world from the ground up, and this ain't a next-gen title. So there should be no reason that the Breath of the Wild or the Tears of the Kingdom should be seventy fucking dollars. I I find that as an atrocity. And all you people that say, "Well, you just don't want these people to have money." No, I want to be people to be fair. Like I said, 
fair. But, you know, there is no fairness left in this world. And like I said, I refuse to purchase any of these games that I deem not worthy of $70. Like I said, in the future, when Take-Two and, you know, Rockstar finally announce Grand Theft Auto and that game eventually comes out, which it will come out for $70, I, I damn now know it, I will buy it day one, $70, because I'm like, shit, brand new world from the ground up. It's going to look damn great. It's going to play amazing. They're going to put a ton of time and money into this. It's going to be a next-gen experience. Okay, there you go. There's your, there's your $70. That's worth $70. Um, get another game. You know, I also got Game Pass, so all the games from Microsoft that comes out of the Microsoft Studios – you know, I choose to have Game Pass now because then I can get those and play those for free. And if I want to buy some DLC for them like I did for Forza, I'll spend 30 bucks and buy some DLC for Forza Horizon and stuff like that. Or if eventually when Microsoft purchases, um, like I said, Activision Blizzard and I get to play Diablo on Game Pass or PC Game Pass, which I'm really hoping for, then I save myself money off of that. But if I wasn't going to, I would wait a little bit until the Diablo came down to fifty dollars. One, and if it, you know, then I'll buy it for fifty bucks. You know, because I feel like something like Diablo Four, no matter how brand new that is and how good it looks, it's still Diablo. It still looks like all the other Diablos did. Maybe a little bit crisper here and there, but you know, in the end, it's still a fifty-dollar game to me. You. you and then you got all these uh, Unreal Engine 5 games that sort of been talked about that are going to come out in the future. Those will probably be $70 titles that will be worth it because from the ground up, they're using all new technology. They're going to look phenomenal. They're going to be mega big blockbusters. Yes, those will be worth it. The next, like a Dragon game, the one, one with uh, Kiryu in it, that might be $70, but I'm thinking they might just still do $60. I don't know. But if if it's coming, from, they're making it from the ground up, who knows? I don't know. That'll, that'll be something in general for that. But, you know, I think of all that stuff. And then I think about the people that make these games. And I'm like, well, if you're not paying these people more, depending on what you're charging for this game and you're charging us more for this game, but it's not going to the people that make this game. Sorry. I'll wait till it goes down in price. Cause that's, that's the way I am. That's how I'm built. So we're going to talk about some of the games that I have played in the past week, people, cause I'm sick of ranting about this stuff. So here is the games that I, Mr. Mike have played in the past weeks. The games that have been played in the past week. Enjoy your gaming. I almost forgot about that one. <laughs> Excuse me, I had to take a swig of water be- break because I was a little dry throat, throat dried. Um, so... Yes, yes, yes. Uh, okay. So the games that I played in the past week, I can go through most of them very simply and quickly. Um, getting up to Diablo because, like I said, this podcast has gone on very long, and there's nothing really more to, you know, 
that I can really, really get into here. But um, uh, continuing my quest, I'm almost, I shouldn't say almost done, but I'm really, really far. And I'm, I think I'm pretty much semi at the end. I, I think there's one more um, uh, castle, dungeon, whatever you want to call it, castle, or one more background to do in Persona 5 Royale. Um, I just got done with Shido's castle, boat castle. He's done. He's gone. I'm just waiting now. I'm doing the, the weight game for weight gain for all this, uh, weight game. Sorry. I said game by accident. Weight game, waiting game for, uh, Shido does change of heart and stuff like that. And then me and my, uh, fellow phantom thieves are gonna, you know, go on to the next thing, and then we're gonna have to battle the Mementos uh, character, evil bad guy character. I don't know, um, but that game is pretty damn good. I am pretty far into it. I just played some of it today. Uh, was going through Mementos, taking on some side quests, some side requests and stuff, um, destroying baddies and changing their hearts and stuff. And boy, am I a rich Phantom Thief. Thief. <laughs> oh man, I got a lot of money. Joker is a rich, rich, rich boy, rich young man. Um, and I want to see how that game ends. I want to see if it ends sort of like uh, the anime ends, because I also bought the very expensive anime, which cost me over three hundred dollars for the Persona Five Royale or Persona Five the anime collection. Trust me, folks, it's only for people like me that are that crazy to pay 300 bucks for like a four-disc copy, four or six-disc copy of Persona 5, the anime. That's how much I'm into Persona, the series, so far. You know, I like the anime so much. I also like Attack on Titan. Eventually, I'm going to buy those, too. Those, I wish they had some English spanking in some of those, but... I understand that it's mostly, you know, they're made in Japan. They're made for a Japanese audience. And they put, you know, the whole, uh, what should I say, the translation um, words on uh, text for us Americans and stuff like that. It makes it easier for them instead of them getting voice actors to replay those parts and stuff. But I would still like some voice acting in English, but, you know. What can I say about that? I can't. Unless if somebody else does it or whatnot. I, it's just hard to read in the tag and time because they're saying so much stuff in so fast time, in a fast amount of time. It's like, ugh, what is that? What? What? Um, but anywho, back to Persona 5 Royale. I'm playing that. Um, eventually, when I beat that, I'll just continue on and playing uh, Persona 4 Golden again. Uh, I know I've been starting that up. Plus, I got other games I want to start playing and getting into. Like, um, I want to play more of the Ace Detective series, uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Detective series. Um, also, been playing more Power Wash Simulator on the PC. Um, just got done with the Ferris wheel. Now I'm in this. What is it? The un- this underground facility? I don't know what it is. This one, another facility. It looks. It seems pretty easy simple to do I, they some i like how they give you like one difficult task to, to power wash and then after that they give you like a semi easy one after that because all you have to do is just clean up everything in that next one but it's big still but um I, i'm getting closer to completing power wash simulator i think i am 
I don't know. I don't know how many more things they have in that main story as they considered this main story of the game that I would have to complete. But um, I think I'm getting pretty far into that. So um, that's been a blast. You know, I play a little bit each day. Um, Sometimes I don't get to it, but I try to get to it each day. I didn't get to it yesterday. I should have. I'm going to get to it today a little bit because every time I play it, I get like 50 points in my Microsoft uh, points thing for my reward points. And I use those to get, you know, I'm going for another Amazon gift card and stuff right now. So it's always worth it to me that when I play the games, I earn points to get like gift cards and stuff and enter contests and stuff like that. It's pretty fun. Um, of course, trudging full head and like a dragon ishin on my uh, Friday night streams, which I just did one yesterday, played a good almost four hour, four hours of like a dragon ishin on my Series X. And boy, oh boy, I've been having a lot of fun with that. Because like I said, I almost played four hours a night. Almost the last, the last time I didn't. This time I did uh, almost four hours. And boy, I'm already on chapter nine of 14. I'm currently at on this Like a Dragon Edition. And um, I've been doing a lot of the side stuff, a little bit, uh, all the fun little stuff, not fun stuff, you know. Been doing a lot of side questing, a lot of this and that. Um, it's such a good game. The story, story's going places. But, you know, all, like like many Yakuza games of the past and this one, uh, they know how to, Roy Goku Studios really knows how to make a good Yakuza type of a game to uh, to hold people like me over and a good story to, bet, to meet. To meet. Especially now that my character, Ryom, Ryoma, his name, Ryoma, he actually has force lightning powers, which I'm like, shit, I'm the emperor. I'm Darth Sidious here. I got a sword, and once in a while it'll shoot out lightning and it'll zap everybody and destroy them, and I win. And I'm like, damn, that's badass with these elemental powers. And, uh, <laughs> just have been having a damn good blast. You can watch that on my, uh, streams and after the fact on youtube.com slash gg2cast where I host these, uh, videos afterwards, which I just completed editing it. I got to upload it today, later today, but I'm um, also, you can look at gg2cast.com for that video as well. But, um, still always having a blast in the like a dragon games especially with like a dragon edition or as i like to call them the yakuza like a dragon games because i'm never going to get rid of that word yakuza because they're basically the early days of yakuza in this game you know these um characters they're early yakuza's and this is a yakuza like ass game so uh uh-huh so been having a blast just having a blast with that um Actually took out my PlayStation Vita and played it. Yeah. Can you believe it? Enjoy your gaming. Yeah. I pulled out my freaking PS Vita because I, I knew it was time for it to get its uh, <laughs> once in a super, 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 super great while charge because you, you, you want that battery to be charged once in a great while. And it wasn't charged. That battery was like depleted or something. I, I think it was basically depleted. So I was charging it and charging it. 
it did charge. It's holding a charge. And I, you know, I dabble once in a while during the week and I played a few uh, sessions of Resogun on my PlayStation Vita because I didn't have to pop in a cartridge. I think I already have a cartridge in it for some game. I forgot what game it was. Maybe Minecraft or something. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but I picked up and I played some Resogun. You remember that game? That was a fun Sony uh, game. I forgot who made it, but that was a fun game on the PlayStation and stuff. I'm surprised they don't do games like that really anymore on the PlayStations because that was a really fun title. And I saved the humans. You're going around in circles and you're blasting things. It had like an asteroids, side-scrolling asteroids type of feel to it. And I had a, I have a blast at playing that a little bit. I'm not great at it, but I have a blast. And the screen is tiny and all that. And the controls are the controls. But it fits nicely in the palm of my hands, as I remembered. And I had a blast. And the screen is beautiful. Um, but picking up that PlayStation Vita again, just playing a little bit of it, it's like, ooh, I got to get back into playing some Mod Nation Racers or our little big planet and stuff again. Remember those titles as well? Oh my God. But then I got also a Nintendo switch that I can play Mario maker and stuff on that as well. So, you know, there's that, uh, <laughs> but played a little bit of Resogun. It still holds up today till today. The graphics look amazing on it. The gameplay is smooth, slick and fun, and it still holds up. It's an older thing. It's from the PlayStation Vita days. And I, you know, that was a bit of go, a bit of while ago, but man, that handheld was amazing. Even though Sony basically just killed it and buried it. Oh, so sad that Sony didn't put any time and effort into the Vita like they should have, because they just didn't really care. It's just like the P, um, the, um, what is it called? The, what's that called? PlayStation virtual headset that p the psvr2 headset that they're selling and it's not really selling that well right now because sony doesn't really have too much hard in it they just like well we developed this hardware we already got a whole bunch of units might, might as well just sell some you know sure we'll make some but we won't make too many nobody's really making any software anything for it we're not really putting too much effort into making anything for it this thing might just end up dying and all these people that are spending almost four or five hundred dollars on these PSVR two headsets are gonna f- get fucking raped again, and they're gonna be fucking pissed. Not that these people ever do anything, but yeah, they're not putting much effort in that either. So just like the Vita, the PSVR two headset is going the way to the dodo pretty quickly, and uh, you know it's just because Sony doesn't have that dedication. They don't have that will to do that stuff like they used to. And it's it's a damn shame because that PS Vita was amazing hardware. And they fucked that into the ground so bad. Oof. But it still had some great games on it. And I have those great games. So I've been playing a little bit of this and that. So, oh, the Vita. Ooh, I love it. So I also charged up my 3DS as well. Even though you can't buy no more software games on it. I already bought and downloaded all the software and games that I wanted to get on that, so I'm good with that. And I have a bunch of physical games, so I'm good with my 3DS as well if I want to keep playing that. 
I have the 3DS XL, actually. Not just the 3DS, the 3DS XL. Beautiful piece of hardware. It's actually the XL2 because this is the one with the little nub on it on the side of it. So you got the two like analog sticks. You got the the real one, and then you got that little uh, laptop nub that they put in there on the other side. So, yeah. But still, amazing, amazing little hardware from back in the day. Um, another game which I shamelessly picked up and played for a little bit until I found out that ads kept popping up. That's what I get for playing a free version of the game. But um, I had a hankering to play Plants vs. Zombies again. And yes, I know I can play it on a console. I can play it anytime I want. I ha- I own a copy of Plants vs. Zombies for Xbox, but I just wanted to play it on a touch-based device. So I picked it up. I played it on Android. Yes, I'm ashamed of myself to play an Android game. And I played it. It was fun up to a point. And then... Here comes the ads, people. Here comes the very annoying, very long, very stupid, and non-to-the-point ads from EA and Google and whoever was doing the most of the ads there. They're, they're horrible. They happen after you beat every level, each level of the game, and they basically break. they basically break to a point where you can't just X out of them even when they're done. And sometimes when you try, it takes you to it tries to take you to the stores and the Google store. It's very horrible. It's very if they, if Congress and the our government wants to go after game companies doing bad things, go after EA doing this fucking EA maybe Google as well. I can't just blame EA. It could be Google as well. Go after these companies that are sticking these fucking stupid video ads in this game after each fucking level. And not letting you eventually click out of them and, th- and then the ad breaks and it stays stuck on your phone and you can't get off of it because the ad fucking breaks because they're so bad. Because they had to stick that shit in the game to fucking ruin the game after they, EA of course bought Pop Camp games long ago and fucked them over. I still liked Plants vs. Zombies 2 a little bit. Never beat that because, you know, like I said, they fucked it over so bad because whatever EA touches fucks most of these titles up very bad i'm surprised dead space came out okay the remake of that but still had a fun time up to the point where the ads started coming and i'm like fuck it because you know what like i said i got it on most devices i have it also on my vita i should i should just boot it up on my vita i bought it on vita plans for zombies so uh technically i should just boot it up and play it on my Vita. I might do that. Um, yeah, because, you know, in, this, in the Android version, the free version, I'm sure I can pay for it too, but I didn't want to pay for it again after all this time. They they actually can, they actually try to have little drops like a rake or something or something else, like little drops of handy stuff. If you want them, you got to watch an ad. Here, watch this ad if you want this rake or this something else. And I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you guys. <laughs> That's the worst things ever. At least give me the opportunity to watch a bunch of ads and then let me play a big chunk of the game. Don't give me a fucking ad every time I beat a level. That is just fucking horseshit. Ugh. Ugh. Like I said, phone games. Ugh. Or I should say phone slash tablet games. Ugh. Me no like. And this is the reason why I don't play those things anymore. Ugh. Fucking EA, you suck. 
But maybe I'll play Plants vs. Zombies on the Vita. Maybe I'll play it tonight when before I go to bed. I might boot up my Vita, boot up Plants vs. Zombies, play that from the start again, you know, because that was always fun. I beat that game many times. I beat it on my Vita. I beat it on my earlier phone or tablet back in the day. I also beat it on the Xbox and got achievements for it. Yeah, Plants vs. Zombies. This is a kick-ass game. I'm. It's so sad that we don't have new games like that. I would love a new Plants vs. Zombies if it was done the right way. You know, I would love a new Plants vs. Zombies game. I would like a new Angry Birds game and stuff like that. Games like that were very fun. And these people that created them really created something special within these games that I could relate to and play over and over again. And then, you know, when giant companies like EA take them over and they fuck them into the ground until they can't get fucked anymore, it's such a sad shame. But that's what happens. Now, on to the game, that the final game that I've been playing throughout the past, well, weekend, I should say. I played it the one weekend because it was an open beta. Diablo 4! Enjoy your gaming. Enjoy your gaming. Enjoy Enjoy your gaming. Diablo 4, senors. Diablo, Diablo. My Diablo. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, it looks amazing. The cutscenes are beautiful as ever. Everything looks crisp and tight. Everything plays crisp and tight. And Diablo 4 is an amazing game. It makes, you know, it does everything Diablo 3 did plus better. And it's something I'm not paying 70 fucking dollars or more for like everybody else is doing right now. I will wait till that game is uh, $50 or less and then I'll purchase it. And in that time frame, if Microsoft does acquire Activision Blizzard, I'll just wait till it comes on Game Pass because it will. Even though Rod Ferguson and people said, oh, there's no uh, there's no talks or anything going on about this game coming on Game Pass. But here's the thing. The reason why there's no talks or any um, mention of it coming on the Game Pass is because Microsoft doesn't own the company. So I wanted to put that out there one more time. Microsoft does not own Activision Blizzard yet. So, of course, there's not going to be any talks about Diablo 4 coming on Game Pass until until Microsoft fully acquires Activision Blizzard. And then the deal is done. So there you have it. So everybody that keeps still asking about that because they're all stupid, I hate to say it, you're stupid if you're still asking about that with your stupid questions. Got to wait till the deal is done, people, before Diablo 4 comes and all the other games come on Game Pass and stuff, uh, which Microsoft will happily... Xbox Microsoft will happily do super fast, as fast as they can, to put these games on Game Pass. Who knows? Maybe they know. I'm you. Know, I'm sure they definitely know way know way more than we do. But maybe the deal is almost done. I don't know. I know they gotta wait for like something in August, but maybe they can push that up or something. I don't know, and get that done or whatnot, or pre-purchase or whatever. And get the game purchased or get the things purchased. And maybe they're working behind the scenes with Activision Blizzard to get these games uh, semi-ready for um, game pacification on all these games. So 
Because I would really love to play Diablo 4 on the PC because that's what I wanted to do with the beta, but I didn't want to download the stupid client that they have, the Epic, not the Epic client, the, um, the uh, what's it called? Not Steam client, not Epic client, the um, the Blizzard client, Battle.net, the Battle.net client. I didn't want to download that, so... Uh, battle.net client. I didn't want to download that to play Diablo 4, the beta on PC, so I played on um, the Xbox, which plays amazingly well with the controller and stuff, but I want to play with a keyboard and mouse with this game. I know I can play easily with a, you know, a controller, and I will, like I said, if this game, if the deal somehow does not go through or this game reaches a $50 price point, I will pick it up. I will pay them fifty of my doll of my American dollars if it's still accepted in places <laughs> anymore, and I will pick it up and buy it for Xbox and play it on my Xbox. But still, I'd love to play it on a PC with my super uh, forty seventy graphics card in it. Yes, I don't got a forty ninety. I got a forty seventy because you know what? I don't need all that extra power. But um, I got enough power with my 4070. So, uh, yeah, Diablo is more Diablo, folks. You got Lilith is the main baddie, the main female baddie. And you can create your character. I created a nice um, sorceress, sexy sorceress character. Someone I would definitely like to to um, fight by her side and bang her at the same time. You know, why not? The I love making myself a bang, bangable, a bangable characters, female bangable characters, you know, in games and such, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Laura Croft or Diablo character or Grant the Thought character, which I hear still rumored that you can create your female main protagonist character or you will get a female protagonist character. And I'm like, oh, goddamn Yeah. I just like if I can create a character and I can make a female, why not? You know, I'm sick of making boring, the same old boring male characters out there. I'm like, why don't I do something more female-like, you know? I've been doing male characters for a long time, and I'm like, I'm switching. I'm making a female character. As long as they're as badass as the male characters, I don't care. And I made a damn good sorceress. She is sexy. Mm-hmm. And lo- and with the new uh, customization on the on the game, like, you can actually... They did a lot of customization for, like, if you want to see what you want to see in the game, what things are highlighted like. You can change the colors to your will on, oh, I want these bad guys to be this color. I want my loot to be this color. I want this um, whatever universe um, thing that I can break this color. And I make my character highlighted or not, and I can make my character highlighted in this color. And you can make the screen this way or that way and everything else that um, evolves um, how the game is played and looks and feels. And uh, I really like that. I think they did a very good job on all that. And um, and having it, making it easier for pl- players new or old like me and people that have some handicaps and stuff, uh, making this game more open to those people, I... You know, it has the colorblind settings, which I'm not colorblind, so I didn't enable those. It has all these other different settings, and I find it like, 
oh, good job, guys. You guys did a very good job. And this is on the Xbox, and I'm sure it's for the PC as well the same way. I think they did an amazing job with this game, and the story seems pretty good, and the fighting and the looting is pretty good so far. And I'm like, you know what? Like I said, not paying 70 but when it drops down to 50 it will be a guaranteed buy, and I will drop down those 50 pesos from my wallet, and I'll say, hey, Xboxify me if I have to. But if I can get it on PC before then, on PC Game Pass, and I can get my achievements, why not? Why not? If I don't have to download Battle.net to do it. So um, I definitely think uh, it is going to be a strong game. A lot of people were talking about how the dungeons were a little bit weak. Yes, um, I did a little bit of the dungeons, and they were a little bit smallish and stuff. I didn't go too deep into so many, but this was early on in the game. I think you could get up to, what was it, level 20, 15, 20 or something? I think I was at level 15. I, I forgot what level I was at. But I was at a decent level, and then I just stopped. I played it like two, two day, for two days in a row, a bit here, a bit there. Got a lot of hours into it, did a lot of uh, looting and shooting and all that fun stuff. But I said to myself, okay, I got I to gotta stop playing this because I want to play more down the road, and I want to be able to have what I've been playing to be make worthwhile because whatever I'm playing now is not going to carry over my save my game save ain't going to carry over to the to the full version, which is kind of sad that they don't do don't do that. It's been how long since you know we had things like that where you play a beta and you can carry over your game save? I don't know why they don't do that, but oh well, it is what it is. I'll I'll replay from the beginning again, but um, it's a very strong game. Like I said, I don't know nothing about the dungeons. I know a lot of people weren't too happy with it, but uh, with the dungeon. dungeoning of the game so far but we'll wait and see we'll wait and see how it is i i think i think it'll all come together by june and i think it's going to be a really strong title that uh blizzard has over at activision blizzard so and it's been a while since a blizzard new blizzard game came out from blizzard so right on diablo 4 folks definitely a game to definitely get so I am done with this podcast. I think we, I think we um, covered everything. You know, E3 is gone. It even says in good thing I have that in my show title. E3 is no more because <laughs> that is definitely right on. Um, and right now, like I said, uh, after I get done with this, I got another podcast to do. I got uh, some working out to do today. Uh, I'm gonna make some roller dogs and stuff today, and relax and play some other games. I'm gonna play, of course, more. Um, persona 5 royale i'm gonna do some other stuff so everybody thank you for listening to this podcast thank you for listening to this long long podcast and hearing me rant and talk and all that great stuff thank you for listening definitely come to juju2cast.com for any videos and podcasts i might have on friday nights like i said i do my friday night streams at 8 p.m eastern time on twitch.tv slash Juju2Cast, excuse me for the little burp there. I don't know where that came from. But you can join me on twitch.tv slash Juju2Cast Friday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Like I said, the current game I'm playing every night is Like a Dragon Ishin. And then when that's done, you never know. I'll go back to my game on uh, show episodes and I'll play some other random games and stuff out there. Unless of another Like a Dragon 
Yakuza game comes out before then, you know, never, never say never. You never know what will happen. So uh, there's that. There's those. The podcast will drop, as you're hearing this, on Monday, every other Monday. And um, thank you for listening. I'm Mr. Mike. This has been the Games Attack Audio Cast. And I am game over, done. So everybody, game on. Game hard. World Conquest. I'm pushing this gaming button. This show is now game on.